Konnichiwa and welcome back to another episode of Japan Rugby Weekly. I'm Doug the Translator and this week we'll review the round that's been, preview the round that's coming up and also give you a bit of the news that's going around Japan in the rugby scene. Let's go! Welcome back everyone. It's a bit of a shambolic intro. Uh, it's a little bit early here, 6.22 in the morning. Got up, made myself coffee, did my wordle, and uh, yeah, <laughs> thought I'd just quickly get a episode out before the team travels to Osaka to play the Hanazono Kintets Liners. Big matchup in Division 2, first versus second. First time we've played since round one. The Dino Wars were able to get the win last time around, going to their home this time, hoping to get the double. Boys are prepared well. Can't wait for it. Yeah, hope you're uh, all good wherever you are. Again, like I said last week, a lot going on uh, around the world. But hopefully, uh, yeah, you're all safe, enjoying the rugby. And there's a lot to, I guess, watch at the moment. Uh, you've got Super Rugby, the League One, or the American League. Uh, NRL started yesterday as well, Rugby League. So it's all on. Uh, slowly coming up to Sakura season in Japan. So it's going to be a great time to take a few pictures in front of a few trees. So, uh, yeah, you're going to see a lot of that on the gram, I think. But, um, yeah, sorry. I'll stop waffling again and I'll just quickly go through a bit of the news of the week. Uh, biggest bit of news is, uh, from this week was that Japan are going to play two games against Uruguay at home in June before they play against France in July. Uh, so those, uh, two games against Uruguay, the first one at Chichibunomiya, scheduled for the 18th of June, next one in uh, Kitakyushu at the Mikuni World Stadium on the 25th of June. And then, like I said, in July, the Brave Blossoms will host uh, France on the 2nd of July at Toyota Stadium in Aichi and uh, the National Stadium in Tokyo, July 9th. So a uh, few games starting to get sorted for the Japan team. First ever Japan international game I went to watch was actually Japan versus Uruguay, I think, before the 2015 World Cup. And they won 40 nil or something. So, uh, yeah, this is a great warm-up game before they got their historic win against South Africa. I was calling it since then. Um, but yeah, hopefully, uh, you obviously, uh, Uruguay got a lot of fans in Japan now as they, uh, were able to upset Fiji at Kamaishi in the World Cup in 2019, uh, 30 to 27. So there's a lot of, uh, yeah, a lot of buzz following the announcement that they're going to come back to play two games against Japan. And obviously France looking real good, uh, bit New Zealand recently, uh, and also going well in the Six Nations. So yeah, can't wait to, uh, see them back in Japan. I think it's the first time they've played Japan since 2017. So yeah, should be a few, uh, Good games for the Brave Blossoms. And then just uh, going straight into it with the last round of League One. A big score on Friday against Tokyo Sun Goliath and the Corby Steelers 56-17. It was a Friday night game. Uh, Corby were looking good at the start. Like Obviously they haven't played in a few weeks because of COVID. It looks like they were missing a few numbers. They had a prop uh, playing on position at tight head instead of loose head. Um, but yeah, they started well, just uh, sung life were too strong in the end, running away with it. But uh don't think it was so much, yeah, Corby playing bad or anything. It was just a great game by Santori and just shows, I guess, how strong uh, Santori and Panera are going this season. 
Speaking of Penner, on Saturday they got a big win against the NTT Docomo Red Hurricanes. Uh, 66-10 was the score of that one uh, at the uh, in Osaka. Again, dominant performance by uh, the Wild Knights, I think. Most were predicting the score. Uh, the Hurricanes have only won two games via COVID. I guess uh, because the other team had COVID, they haven't won any games on the field yet. So... Uh, yeah, it's been a tough season for the Hurricanes so far, the Red Hurricanes so far, but yeah, I think uh, the Wild Knights were too strong on the weekend. This next game was a lot closer than I thought it would be. Uh, Kuota Spears against the uh, Shizuoka Blue Revs. Uh, Kuota started well, Revs came back into it and ended up being, yeah, like I said, only a six-point gap, uh, 30 to 24 to the Spears who are currently top of the table in Division 1. And yeah. Next game was uh, very uh, controversial, say the least. They turned the Blue Revs against the Shining Arcs. Yeah, it wasn't a great first half by the Arcs. Uh, but then they came back, made it into a real contest. Looked like they scored right at the end, uh, but it was called knock-on. You've probably seen it on social media. Uh, I mean, there are a few people saying it was a knock-on, no control. But I think uh, the majority were saying, you know, be a try any other day of the week. I tend to agree with that Uh think yeah all everyone wants i think is consistency and i think uh, a lot of times that would have been called a try so uh yeah the arcs currently mainly because of covid i guess uh at the bottom of the table at the moment um yeah it would have been a great scalp for them against fourth place Toyota, who to be fair have won a few games because of covid as well uh but yeah i mean to be 28 5 down at half time come back to 28 19 look like you've scored and then, yeah, for it to get, I guess, uh, taken away. I mean, came back for a penalty, so they were able to get back to 28-22. But then, yeah, Toyota got a penalty right at the end to extend it to 31-22. And uh, they weren't able to get the bonus point either. So uh, Rob Penny at the end in the press conference also stated that, you know, uh, because, you know, they led in so much in the first half, you couldn't say it was a good game, but uh, were able to get that momentum in the second half and the players reacted well. Uh Look like you know they could see opportunities, obviously, to uh, steal the win as well. Uh, but yeah, disappointed in the decision at the end on that no try. Just wants you know things to be clear. Sorry, a uh, bit of uh, Chinese whispers with uh, this one. You obviously said it in English and been translated to Japanese, which I'm reading and then trying to translate that back to English. So uh, yeah, but that's uh, obviously you can see. There's a bit of disappointment, uh, to say the least. Um, I guess that's rugby, you know. Uh, not all the quarters going to go your way. And like I said, that first half, really, uh, you can't yeah, give a team like Toyota that much of a lead, I guess, as well. Um, and then the uh, last two games of Division 1. Uh, first one was Saturday night. Toshiba Brave Lupus against the Yokohama Cannon Eagles. I picked the Cannon Eagles to be just too strong out here, but that was a real tight game. 21-18, the Brave Lupus bouncing back from that uh, last-minute loss against the Shining Arts last week to get a close win against the Cannon Eagles, who have been one of the most improved teams this season. So, uh, yeah, last season I think they lost their first four or five games, but... Uh, came back towards the end of that season and then they've just uh, continued that uh, momentum on this season uh, led around the park by Tamura Yu, the 10 of Japan uh, and yeah, for the whole game I was watching this one uh, I 
just expected Kennan to run away with it, but obviously wasn't the case, uh, especially after they went uh, 15 points up in that first half. Yeah, I thought it was going to be all Kennan all the way. Uh, but then Naikabura uh, scored late, I mean, like after the 40th minute, I think, uh, for Toshiba to bring them back 15-7. Uh, but even then, uh, you know, at 18-7, just after the break, thought Kennan still got it. Uh, but then uh, Johnny got his second try of the game to make it 14 uh, to 18. And then there's a yellow card to Jesse Creel in the uh, 34th minute. The uh, Tamani Baru uh, scored just after that and they were able to get the conversion, make it 21-18 and then they held on. So yeah, I guess uh just shows the class composure of that Toshiba team. And yeah, that was uh, one of, again, uh, one of the games that I obviously uh, got wrong in terms of the predictions, but uh, yeah, great game nonetheless. And then the last game of the round was, this was a, a crazy game, uh, Black Rams Tokyo against the NEC Green Rockets Tokatsu. Uh, this one again, it was the exact same score as that last game, 21-18. It was uh, 15-7. At halftime as well, uh, to NEC. So a lot of parallels. Um, even got to 18-7 in this one. It was honestly basically the same as the first game in terms of how, uh, the points were scored, in what order they were scored, sorry. Um, but NEC at the end of this one had a huge opportunity to, uh, get the win. They were on Rico's line for about a thousand minutes. I got penalty after penalty. Uh, you just weren't able to get over the line. There was a try saving, uh, tackle from, uh, Isaac Lucas. And yeah, it was, uh, just a double movement call against NEC, which, uh, cost them the game. Uh, there were a few TMO decisions and stuff. And yeah, oh, who, who wants to be a, ref I guess uh yeah it was pretty pressure situation I mean looks like they got the right results in the end um but yeah it was a crazy game I think went to like 45th to the 45th minute or something so yeah it was an action-packed uh division one a lot of scores that I thought were going to be a bit bigger uh were a lot tighter especially the uh quarter against the blue revs score uh even the turtle against Shining Arcs, if you look at just where they are on the table, um, yeah, that was a real close game. But obviously, like I said before, both teams are affected by COVID results. Um, and then yeah, NEC got a bonus point in this one, but still to get a win on the field, uh, got two wins from COVID. But yeah, only bonus points so far for them. Uh, looking at the Ninth round of this Division 1, a huge game, first versus second uh, this week for Division 1 as well. I talked about first versus second in Division 2, it's Division 1 as well. The Santori Tokyo Sangoliath against the Kubota Spears uh, on Friday night, 7pm tonight. Uh, that should be a goodie. Um, yeah, gonna say probably match of the round for that one. Um, again, this one, like last week, is at the Chichibunomiya Rugby Stadium. Uh, interesting to see a few changes for both teams there, but, uh, yeah, their backline for Santori looks, uh, yeah, amazing. Obviously, great team for Kubota as well. Um, great pack they've got, but be interesting to see how both those teams go in that, uh, yeah, night game. And then another, the all top four teams are playing each other, uh, this week. You got the 
Toyota Verblitz against the Panasonic Saitama Wild Knights on the Saturday. Uh, that one's played in Aichi, so home game for Toyota. I think this one though, uh, yeah, Pan are going to be too strong. Um, this one I reckon might be a bonus point win for Pana. They're just looking you know, amazing at the moment. Uh, sorry, the prediction for that Friday game, I think. Santori looking how they're going will be too strong. Uh, I was a little bit uh, disappointed that Kubota weren't able to run away with it against the Blue Roofs uh, last week. But um, yeah, obviously they'll get up for this big game against Santori. But I think it's going to be a, a win for Santori. Might be close. I'm going to go 1-12. But uh, yeah, I think Santori will be able to get the win on that one. Uh, next you got Yokama Cannon Eagles against the NTT Dokomo Red Hurricanes Osaka. Uh, that one is played at Chijimonomiya as well. It's a class as a home game for the Cannon Eagles, who have Yokohama in their name, but they actually train in uh, Tokyo. I mean, they're right next to each other, so it's not that, uh, yeah, much of a trick for them. I um, think this one, Cannon will bounce back from that loss to Toshiba. Be a 13-plus win, unfortunately. Uh, I've got a few mates in that NTTCOM team. Um, one to watch is that is Yoshizawa, the fullback, uh, gives everything every week. Uh, yeah, I think I've said it previously, He his footwork is similar to uh, Damien McKenzie, but McKenzie-esque. Um, yeah, he uh, is hard on sleeve, gives everything. Obviously, haven't been getting the results, but he's uh, yeah, been playing well for the Red Hurricanes, but still, uh, I think they yeah will struggle against the Cannon Eagles, especially after the Cannon Eagles lost last week. I think they'll be looking to bounce back. Uh, also have the Kobe Steelers against the Black Rams Tokyo. This one, uh, it's pretty hard to pick. They're pretty similar in position at the moment on the league. Both uh, were affected by COVID results as well. Uh, Kobe obviously got yeah a pretty big score put up against them uh, last week against the Sun Goliath, but... I mean, I think that's going to happen to most teams. Uh, looking at looking at how those guys uh, were playing last week, but I think they at home uh, will be able to bounce back. Uh, yeah, I'm picking a one to twelve win for Corbett against the Black Rams for that one. Then you have the Shining Arcs, NTT Communication Shining Arcs against the Shizuoka Blue Revs. Uh, yeah, both teams weren't able to. Both teams lost last week, but I think against quite. Uh, against two teams in the top four, uh, played quite well. Um, yeah, surprised at how both both teams kind of started terribly, um, but came back in the second half. Will be interesting to see how they go this week. Uh, it's a home game for the Shining Arcs, but yeah, just looking at both teams, I think Shining Arcs have a bit more of that X factor. Uh, you got guys like Flau and uh, Otete Black, uh, Takufuka Tone, who's a Japanese uh, Class A. A category A player in the centres, uh, and Bracken Henry as well, who was denied a try uh, on the weekend, that controversial try on the weekend. So, uh, yeah, I think they have a bit too much power, uh, strike power for uh, the Blue Revs. Uh, will be a close game, I feel, though. So I'm going to go 1-12 to to the Shining Arcs. And then last game in Division 1 is the Toshiba Brave Lupus against the Green Rockets. Uh, I think this one, again... NEC haven't got a win yet. I think the Brave Lupus uh, looked good against Cannon and think they'll be too strong for NEC again this week. But NEC, yeah, have are uh, looking improved. Um, 
you know, they're playing well, they just aren't able to get those results yet. I think this one might be another 1-12 to win for Toshiba though. Uh, so that wraps up the Division 1 results and fixtures. And the uh, predictions of someone you probably don't really care about, just a random translator. Uh, going into Division 2, uh, obviously our game, the Mitsubishi uh, Heavy Industries, Sagamihara Dinobores against the Kamashi Sea Waves was cancelled because there was a case in the Sea Waves camp, so we weren't able to go up there and play them. Uh, we got the bonus point win because of that, but I think, you know, you want to play every week, uh, especially in this competition where there's quite a few buys and weeks where you're not playing. Um, Yeah, I think if we were all keen to kind of show, to get out there and play, obviously Kamashi were as well, so it's disappointing. Hopefully they're able to play this week. Uh, then, yeah, the next game, uh, what I predicted would be the match of the round out of the two Division 2 games, and definitely was uh, Hino Red Dolphins just losing to the Mie Honda Heat. Uh, it was a 20 to 19, it was that score. Uh, Hino scored uh, with five minutes to go to make it 2019, and uh, yeah, it was pretty close at the end. They, you know, moving the ball around, uh, trying to score after the final was a win, but just. Yeah, I think they uh, knocked it on to give uh, Honda the win. Honda have won both the fixtures against uh, Hino now, and it's kind of growing the gap between the top three and bottom three teams in Division 2. Uh, top three teams are going to play promotion relegation games against those bottom three in, in Division 1. So, um, yeah, the most important thing in this division is to get into that top three, and now there's a seven-point gap uh, between third and fourth. Uh, it's looking like... At most, uh, four horse race. Uh, fifth is Kamaishi, who are a further six points behind Hino. Uh, so yeah, 13 points behind, uh, Honda in third with four rounds to go. I think, uh, it's almost the top three looks like it's almost set. Uh, obviously COVID can change everything, but, um, yeah. And then the last game of that round, uh, was, was a bit of a shellacking. Uh, Hanazono Kintes Liners against Sky Actives Hiroshima. Um, yeah, Sky Actives haven't got a win yet. And, um, yeah, unfortunately that continued again this week. It was 76 12, the final score of that one. Um, Sky Actives were actually in there about the 20th minute, I think, were 12 uh, 5 up. But, yeah, from there, the next 60 minutes were just all Kintetsu and they just ran away with it. Um, yeah, when you, I guess, give them that free-flowing rugby, you know, they uh, have got a lot of players who are deadly and who can punish you, and that's exactly what happened there. Um, but yeah, moving on to round seven for Division 2. Uh, on Saturday, you have the Kamashi Sea Waves against the Hino Red Dolphins. Agidis Kaka and uh, Pulu are back for Hino, uh, which two big ends for them um i think they'll be too strong for kamashi but it is at kamashi's home which is a big uh challenge it's yeah kamashi is a bit of a trick from tokyo um so it'll be interesting to see how they go at home it's basically the first time they've been able to play at their home because last week obviously the game was cancelled um yeah i think uh, you know i've been struggling recently but obviously um yeah, they won this game last time round. I think they're going to win 1-12 to uh, this week. Be a tighter game than last time because it's at Kamashi's home. And then a uh, bit of bias, but the match of the round, uh, first versus second in Division 2 on Saturday uh, is the 
Hanazono Kintes liners at home against the Mitsubishi Dynabors. Uh, yeah, obviously a lot of bias. I translate for the Dynabors, but gonna, uh, yeah, pick the Dynabors to win this one away from home. Um, yeah, excited. Uh, like I said before, off to Osaka today. Obviously can't do much up there because of the COVID situation. Don't want to be doing anything that could uh, negatively impact your team. But yeah, excited to go on a bit of a roadie. The last game of the round is the Mie Honda Heat against the Sky Actives Hiroshima. Uh, Mie, like I said, got that one point win um, to consolidate their spot. Their third place spotter. I think they'll be too strong for the Sky Actives. I'm picking a bonus point win for them. 13 plus and... Sorry, I've been going on for years. Uh, I'll just quickly go through Division 3 as well. Uh, on the weekend, you had the Blue Sharks winning against the Kuden Voltex. Uh, Kuden got a bonus point win against the Sharks last week, but oh, last time they played. Uh, but Shimizu able to uh, get the win this time around. And Shimizu are actually uh, second at the moment on the league table. So uh, that winner extends their position against third place uh Kuden. Then the other game of Division Two was the uh Shoki Shuttles against the Chugoku Denyoku Red Regulines. Uh Shuttles too strong. Yeah, sixty two eight victors. Um getting the bonus point win. Still first of that division. Uh not too much change there. And then uh the third game of the round is actually being played this Sunday. This round is over two weeks. It's the Kurita Watergush against the Minokata Senex Blues. Uh, Senex, uh, yeah, it's looking like possibly they might not be around next season. Their uh, team might be disbanding, which will be a shame. It'll be the second team from Fukuoka in two years who will be disbanding and um, got one of the top high schools in terms of rugby in Japan, uh, Higashi Fukuoka High School. Um, so there's a lot of rugby uh, players who are from Fukuoka. Uh, but yeah, it'd be a shame if two of the three teams, uh, disband in two years, I guess. But I think they'll be, uh, too strong for the Watergush who are stuck at the bottom of the table on Division 3. Um, I think it'll be a bonus point win for the Senex Blues who need, uh, that win. There's a bonus point win will get them above, uh, Kuden and put them up to third. And, uh, yeah, like I said before, the top three teams of Division 3 will play the bottom three of Division 2. Um, so, yeah, it's vital to get into that top three for Division 3 as well. Um, so yeah, sorry, it's a bit longer than normal. But yeah, that's a rundown of the results from last week, the preview of this week. Um, yeah, a lot of good games coming up. The top four in Division 1, like I said, are playing each other. First, first, second as well. Uh, first, first, second in Division 2. And, yeah, a few games... Uh, in that top division between the bottom half of the league, which will really uh, impact who's going to be in that bottom three uh, come the end of the season. So that's something that us teams in Division 2 are always watching as well, to see who we might be versing. But yeah, there's a lot of games left to go. Um, a lot can change, especially with all this uh, COVID going around still. So who knows what's going to happen. But um, yeah, that's about it. Hope you uh, enjoy all the rugby Uh a lot to watch, obviously, League One. A lot to watch, a lot to uh, keep track of. But, um, yeah, the rugby has been quite exciting in Japan. But, yeah, hope you uh, enjoy your weekend, enjoy the footy. And, um, yeah, I'll catch you again next week. Let's go. Thanks for listening to another episode of the JRW Podcast. Make sure to rate and share the pod if you enjoy it. And don't forget to use code JRW15 at the ANR Pro Checkout 
for a 15% discount. Arigats, I'll talk to you next week.